This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Coming up on the Halftime Show, I welcome a special guest who has climbed walls, followed her passion by changing careers and recently added another major skill to her arsenal. Amal Murad joins us live in the studio, only here on Pulse 95. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Something to talk about. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. On today's show, it is with great pleasure I introduce to all my halftimers an athlete, a role model to our aspiring youth females and something that I recently discovered is a mompreneur. Amal Murad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It uh, sounds so cheesy. It does. No, actually, I like it. I like it. I actually like it. Um, Amal, we've got a lot to talk about today and this. I'm really fascinated by your journey and your story. We're going to try and break it down because there's so much to give to the audience today. We're going to try and break it down and we're going to start off with... Talk to me about family uh, and the role they've played in, in, in your journey. They, they're everything, uh, as, as simple as it is, but um, each person in my family had a different role. Uh, my mom was my protector. Mm-hmm. My dad was uh, more of like a motivator. Mm-hmm. So, and my sister was my inspiration. So. They all had different roles, but they all came together to make me who I am. Um, especially when I first uh, graduated from university. Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone's confused as, as to what they're going to do for the rest of their lives. Right. Um, but my mom and dad really uh, made me do things on my own. And, and that helped okay. me in a way because they're like, go figure it out. Go discover. And I feel like because they pushed me to go explore, it helped me really choose what I wanted to do from uh, a very early age because like it's different when they tell you you need to get a job yeah and halal stick to it mm-hmm. um, so when I first got my first job I remember it was here in Sharjah but I'm not going to say which oh, big <laughs> up Sharjah it was in Sharjah <laughs> and I quit like I think the first six months <laughs> I'm sorry people but um, I remember I went to my dad I was like dad I'm quitting at first he was like sure you're quitting me yeah. I, I didn't raise no quitter you yeah, know yeah yeah uh, but then he's like okay if you have a plan B if you know what you want to do uh, welcome to real life figure it out <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah. uh, it was tough love at the beginning I was crying a lot like uh, I pretend to be cool now <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was crying every day because I was very confused okay but my dad really... And my, both my mom and dad were like, they started from zero because my mom and dad are both entrepreneurs. Yeah. And and they did so many things bef- and before reaching to where they are today. And they failed so many times. Okay. Um, so they allowed me to fail. If right. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So I feel like we are too scared of failing that we 
We don't really take risks as much as we should. See, that's what I want to grab onto. So yeah. with that and that entrepreneurial mind that your families had set, they actually allowed you to, I don't like the word fail, but to... to uh, to, to explore explore yeah. and also uh, experience things so you could become a person a human being yeah. right instead of this kind of painted picture we have for sure but you mentioned your sister as well and yeah. she has a vital role in the industry that you are now in can yes. you tell me more about that so um, growing up both me and my sister I don't know it was like during our time this generation's a little different but we were playing in the neighborhood that was our thing we okay. played barefoot on the streets I have scars to prove it. What were you? What were you doing? What were you playing? Hide and seek, okay. football oh, with nice. the neighbors, okay. uh, basketball, anything. I, I remember like we got so creative. Like we were hiding a specific rock in the neighborhood, and everyone had to find that rock. Like what the hell? Like, nice. Once you, once you come to think about it, that's pretty <laughs> hard to do <laughs> to find something in a whole neighborhood. Yeah. But uh, we got creative with what we did, and we never, we never were bored. Okay, okay. Like I remember that we were never bored. Every day was an adventure. Nice. We had to be called in, like when it's nighttime, right. like maghrib time. Time is done. Yeah, my mom's like, uh, you know, here's yeah. where you're coming back home. Yeah. Now you're begging kids to go play outside. Yeah. But my sister got into sports. Um, from such a young age from school she was in the basketball team and then once she graduated um, she was in the national team she made it okay. on the basketball wow. national team um, and that I always looked up to her Yeah, she was the cool sister everyone used to talk to me about my sister I was like yeah she's nice. mine you know do you want to give her a shout out shout out to my sister Iman Murad <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's going to be so like yeah and yeah. then I made you your yeah. but she was my older sister I think like in that sense she really pushed me and so that, that that's why when I wanted to get into sports I had someone who was involved and was that passionate right so she paved the way my mom and dad understood because she was the first one who showed them just how passionate she was about sports and then uh, she got injured she had several surgeries um, ACL and and she still persisted and I feel like that also really paved the way in terms of how I reacted to certain things that happened in my Because you journey. recently got injured. Yeah. Correct? And with that, you almost had like the blueprint of what she had to experience. Yes. Okay. And then so with that in mind and you pursuing the career you're pursuing, how? what kind of advice did she give you? I remember when I first, because uh, I broke my arm and it's funny because it wasn't during parkour mm -hmm. I feel like if it was I, I'd have a cooler story right. but it wasn't <laughs> um, and it was like even frustrating that it wasn't because I felt like oh my god um, it's justifiable <laughs> like, yeah. but when it happened I remember I went to my sister and I was crying and I told her you know what this is it she's like Amel I've done more than three surgeries are you kidding me like this is your first injury and she's like and it wasn't even from the sport so like it's not something that will scare you. Um, so she, she told me to take it day by day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the fact that, you know, she was calm about it. Because I feel like if she didn't go through it, she would freak out as well. Yeah. And she was like, so what? You broke your arm. There are people who went through worse um, and they went back to doing what they loved. But even if you couldn't go back to what you love, this was what you're meant to go through. Yeah. Um, and, and this is what really got me thinking, you know, this is, I, I started understanding more about your um, journey, your path, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. what each situation is going to make you become. Yes. Um, and I was a coach for, for yeah, and firstly, I was a coach. So I had to remind myself, like, yes, I'm an athlete, but my passion was being a coach. Right. So I broke my arm so that I could teach people how or, or actually relate to people who had an injury who are coming back to sports. Um, and, and I guess that's really shaping the way um, or the shaping who I end up dealing with as a coach and how I can help them through this journey. Um, and it's, it's an interesting way to see things. It really changed my perspective, for sure. And what I like about that is, you know, a lot of the time, as coaches, you know, we all come out and say, oh, this is the right thing to do. And it's almost like a reminder that it can happen to anyone, yeah. regardless of your fitness levels, your health levels, any of that. When it does happen, it kind of humbles us, but also puts in perspective the genuine feeling of how it feels yeah. to have a setback. What I like about your story as well is that when we spoke off air in the past, you told me that your sister had numerous uh, injuries, ACLs yeah. and meniscus and everything. And when I did my research, it was actually something that um, helped you also pave your way yeah. in terms of with all the obstacles you do face and all the people you do influence and help. Um, that almost gave you a little reminder, yeah. correct? But you said it wasn't from parkour. No, I felt like a very bad fall. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I don't know why we're laughing, but... <laughs> it, it's funny now. <laughs> <laughs> because actually uh, having seen you get back into into the routine and everything you were you actually had a cast on is that right yeah and uh, and you were still exercising but through uh, limited movement for sure but that that's something I think the audience will be able to relate to so you didn't use that as an excuse to, to do that I have what happened was that I I had to remind myself of all the things that I could do yeah and stop complaining about the things I couldn't do Excellent. because when I broke my arm I was like okay خلاص, this is it this is life يعني, I will stop doing what I want to do but I was like I could still walk Yeah. I could still work on my lower body um, and it helped keep me sane aslan. Yeah. like for me to just continuously move um, I remember even my physiotherapist told me alhamdulillah and that my, my progress was pretty quick because I was doing like I'm consciously doing rehab at home Yeah. because I'm, I was still moving yeah um, I wasn't stuck. Yeah. Um, I was the first couple of weeks. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like natural. Yeah. But um, I, I had to remind myself, like I had to keep going, and I had a wedding in a month, so I so yeah, I had that to show keep. Was on. I had to go finish my cards. I had to go to finish the wedding, uh, the dress preparations, yeah. and all that. So I think in a way, it's a it's a privilege that I had to go through that before my wedding because it, it's. I think I wouldn't have been as active mm -hmm. as I would have been if it weren't. Text us on 4215 or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio and let us know what challenges have you faced and how you overcome them in changing um, your careers, your fitness paths. Coming up next, we talk to Amal about social media, gender equality and a few obstacles she had to hurdle in the region. Only here on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you've missed today's show, you can catch it on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud under the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. 
I have a special, special guest today. Aman Murad joins us in the studio live here on Pulse 95. Aman, welcome again. Thank you for having me. Amal, talk to me about social media. Now, you've been in the industry for a while. You've seen a lot. Uh, you're from here, the UAE, which I love. And also, you uh, have a really cool personality. I have to give you a shout out, especially because I've been following you for a while. I've seen you go through trials, tribulations, and you still remain to be as humble as ever, which I love. There you go. I love the applause. <laughs> applause, standing ovation right there just for Amal Murad. But, Amal, talk to me about social media. Social media? Uh, yeah. What about it? Well, how do you how how do you view it? Obviously, it's come up in the last couple of years immensely, where careers are, let's say, elevated by it. Um, from your eyes, and especially in the in the health and fitness industry, how have you seen it? Social media is an amazing platform. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be where I am today if it weren't for social media, for sure. Okay. Um, because the reason why I started Instagram was that I wanted people to see what's possible. Um, and I wanted people. I wanted to connect with people on a right. personal level. I didn't want it to. I didn't want it to be so superficial. Right. Like I wanted to be. People can send me a DM. I can reply. Uh, people can uh, join my class or like sign up for classes that easy. Uh, do they just like post something on my story, whatever it is? Um, and sometimes it's really bad in the sense where there's also cyberbullying. Right. Um, so there's. There are different layers to what you're, what you can do on social media, and right. there are other layers that are really hard to handle sometimes, right. for sure. Um, and we really underestimate just how much influence we have on people when we're on social media. Correct. I remember at one time, um, one of the Instagram, I, I ain't gonna say who, but she posted something and she got a lot of feedback from people saying like, oh, you have kids watching you. And she tells them, oh, why don't you hold your kids from watching my Instagram? I was like, you can't you can't do that. People are gonna watch your, your story. Correct. People are gonna look at your posts. As much as it is your life, you have to be aware that you're an ambassador of yourself, of your country, of your religion. Like it, you, it is that big of an impact. Wow. Um, and it, like you are still that much of a person like you're not that oh whatever I'll post is just there but you're putting that energy in the universe correct I know it sounds deeper than it is no but you like, know what it's actually I, I love the first part of that the first part of that way you said you, you represent yourself yeah and you're an ambassador of yourself so you're accountable for the actions that you do but what I liked about your profile obviously before meeting you recently yeah. um was that it was relatable, yet also you kept it real the whole time. So we got to experience your, you know, your happy Amal, your everyday Amal, but also yeah. the reality where, the, unfortunately, there are those cyber bullies. Yeah, but like the reason why I talked about, for example, you, the reason why I said you're an ambassador is because you are representing what you feel uh, like let's say your country yeah let's say your country you are that person who people will see from abroad as well so you're an, it's an international platform so you will have people connect with you from abroad so you want to be that symbol yes for your country yes and when it comes to religion it becomes a way of you of showing how amazing your religion is as well like people tend to underestimate just how important that is yeah 
Um, and with cyberbullying is exactly the reason why I'm saying you're an ambassador because sometimes people are not going to agree with what you are representing. Okay. And it's uh, it's it's hard. Yeah. Because you have to always remind yourself that you're not doing this for the purpose of disagreeing with people on purpose, but you're doing it to convince them about your story, about your message. Yeah. Um, and from the beginning, I told my parents, like, if I'm going to start this, my dad told me, you're going to get backlash. Like, he told me from the get-go, you're going to get backlash. You're going to get people who won't agree with you. Even my mom, she's like, oh, when it comes to marriage, it's, it is what it is. Like, people will... She, there is the side of you being a girl in the region, yeah. and, and you're concerned about who's going to see you um, or consider you a potential candidate for their sons. And that was always at the back of my mind. Like, let's be completely honest. That was always at the back of my mind. And it's scary. But I always reminded myself, if I were going to do this, I had to be 100% sure that this is what I wanted to do. I had to be 100% sure of my message so that whoever comes my way, I find a way to convince them and not be a rebel. Right. Um, when you're a rebel and you're when you're defensive, that's when you actually... You're losing people in Correct. that process. You're not able to convince them of your message. You actually are doing the opposite of of actually spreading a person a goal a goal or whatever it may be. So I really had to dig deep. I yeah. had to be patient, but I also had to understand that they are not going to be people who will agree with me all the time. Absolutely. Um, and, and your parents, you know, by the way, your parents sound super cool. You know, the fact that they're allowing you to be you. Yeah. And uh, and fully support what you're doing, is <laughs> and something you mentioned as well in the region as a female. Talk to me more about that. How has that been for you? In the region as a female. Do you want the real truth? Yes. Okay. Only, so it's only it's only me and you. There's no one else here listening, so it's fine. No bad. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, in the region, you're a female, right? When you're female, there are certain expectations. Like I told you, like this, the marriage. Like, right. it's always pressure on us to be the people who will uh, represent ourselves the best kind of way. It's a lot of pressure. It's, it's a lot of fear. Um, and I remember when I first started doing this, I told... It's, it's about your intention as well. Like, are you doing Instagram for the sake of fame? Are you doing Instagram for the sake of... I don't know what... Like, my intention was really I wanted to educate people. And yeah. I wanted to be... Uh, I wanted people... I wanted to encourage people to be in sports, so that was my goal. Um, and I feel like if that's your intention, people will react to you based on that intention. Yes. But if you have another intention, people uh, people can see through you like very easily. Correct. Like you're transparent on Instagram, whether you like it or not. Even if you try to pretend to be someone else, people will catch on. And have you ever lived or been outside of the UAE for a long period of time? I, I interned in Venice for a month, but that's okay. And it. I mean, the reason why I asked that is because of the the way it shaped the person that you are today. Yeah. Would that have been different had that been, let's say, in Europe or in the US? or Because it's for everything you've said so far, it's so inspiring for the youth that they are able to make mistakes and not be ashamed of it be able to rise up to expectations and represent yourself you represent your environment your home your religion etc etc yeah but would we have seen a different amal had that been outside maybe yeah I in, in what so. way what do you think i think like being in the region first of all i 
I lived through the changes. Yes. I think we're the first generation that we lived through two millennials. So yeah. like, so we we experienced the 90s. Yes. And we experienced the 2000s, and they're very different. Um, we experienced the time where we played outside and we had one computer in the house that we could only use for 30 minutes a day <laughs> and the dial-up. We, I experienced that. Yes. Space Tune, all of it, you know? <laughs> Channel 33, well, like everything was there. Yeah. Um, and then we fast forward a couple of years and everything changed, everything. Like I got my mobile phone when I was in college. Like that was my first phone. Okay. Now we have people who are, now kids are like six, Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen them on technology from a young um, age. And and I feel like just being immersed in that culture so much. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, as much as we are um, really progressing in the UAE, but it, it's very recently that everything happened very quickly. Very true. Um, yeah, very so true. I don't know, maybe if I was abroad, it would have been different. I wouldn't have really appreciated this shift and I wouldn't have been able to experience it that uh, that gradually. Yeah. Because I was there throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like that is what um, really makes it tricky with raising the next generation, for sure. And that's what we're going to be talking about next, yeah. because I'm not only going to be asking you about your recent challenges, but I'm also going to be putting you through a fire round, only here That'll on Pulse95. <laughs> the heart of Shaja. This is Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Amal Murad has taken over the studio. And if you're just tuning in, where have you been? <laughs> you should be tuned in. It's too late ev- now. Every <laughs> Saturday... 3 to 4 or Monday and Wednesday 3 to 4 you should be tuned into the halftime show um, we've been talking about Aman's journey her career change um, a few stereotypes uh, and we're going to be talking about motherhood in a bit but before we do that Amal for those that know Amal she's pretty cool pretty chilled pretty laid back it's time to put her through the fire round no pressure now Amal I'm going to tell you I'm going to throw a couple of things your way and I want you to tell me what they mean, what they represent. It could be a word, could be a sentence. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. I think. Let's okay. go. Ready? Yalla. Amal. Yalla. <laughs> Parkour. Freedom. Kim Kardashian. Weird. <laughs> Fitness. Nice. Keto diet. Unhealthy. I like that one Weight loss Specific Being vegan Different Okay You don't have to be politically correct You can say whatever you want to say No, it's very I'll, I'll talk about this Yeah After Okay, okay um, Fitness We said that already Yeah Fitness General Okay Very okay. general Motherhood Difficult Crossfit Heavy. Influencer. I don't want to say it. <laughs> I had a word, but I don't want to say it. You can Superficial. Tell me. Superficial. Okay. Okay. Superficial. Favorite food. Pasta. Pasta. Okay. Iman. My love. 
What's on your workout playlist if you can give me two songs? <laughs> I'm going to be judged based on Hey, this. listen, go for it. Elvis. Elvis, okay. Who's Way Shoes. <laughs> nice. Specifically. Old school, okay. And System of a Down, Chop Suey. All right. <laughs> Social media. Social media. Space. I don't know. I just have space in my mind. Okay, okay. And if you were in any industry apart from this one, which would you be in? Education. Education, okay. Maybe a teacher. I've got probably one of the best ones coming up your way. Are you ready for this one? Oh my God. Okay. Nora. Warm. The smile Warm. said it all. For those watching on Instagram live, you would have seen that live. Um, meditation, yay or nay? Yay. Prayer. And favorite radio station? Pulse 95. <laughs> Stay tuned for more on I Pulse. I was forced to say that. 95. Okay. She's kidding. You're listening to Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Emma, time has just flown today. Right? Wallah, a lot. <laughs> Emma got distracted there for a second because like, we had a private joke behind the scenes. We'll probably share that with you later on. But um, Emma, one thing I really want to touch on with you is um, is motherhood. And yes. um, a tribute to what you stand for and the message you deliver on, um, on your platforms, which inspire the youth to follow their passion, embrace the journey and not to be scared to follow your dreams. I always say this to my mother, um, and I'm sure all the new mothers will also relate to that. To the world, you are a mother. To a family, you are their world. And that's something that is a big respect to a lot of the mothers out there, especially the ones that are just experiencing motherhood, like yourself. Tell me um, more about the obstacles you faced recently regarding that. Motherhood. Yes. Fun. <laughs> so. What's it really like? It's very different. Um... Good in good ways and also in different ways. Like when I first uh, became a mom, I was so afraid. I think I was more afraid than that. Everyone kept telling me what motherhood was going to be like, and you hear it all the time. Oh my god! If you only knew what it was like, oh, you will have no life. You're not going to sleep. You're not. You're like I kept hearing that, um, and I was so afraid. I was like, goodbye, my life. Um, and, and oh, your body is gonna change and it's gonna get ruined. The fact that we are describing our bodies as ruined just because it doesn't look like what it used to be is also a bigger problem. Yeah. Um, and I, I needed firstly to prepare myself for what, what is to come, but I had so many negative vibes going into it. Right. That going into it, I was, I was afraid. Is it different for a, a female in the Middle East or in, in the UAE? Uh, to preserve image and body image uh, here? I think it's universal. Right? I think it's universal. The whole concept of body image and woman just facing these pressures, it's yeah. like, it's everywhere. And, and you have to block that out, right? You have to learn how to, like, again, when I, because I'm now certified as a pregnancy and postpartum lady, lady, coach, <laughs> um, the first thing that I needed to address is the mental state that we're in after we give birth and our hormones. Like, you're not in a you're not in a same space yeah you're still recovering in a lot of ways not just in in terms of your body but in terms of your emotions um and and you keep even hearing advertisements like love your body 
the first step is accepting your body. It's understanding your body. Absolutely. Forget the love comes later on after you've gone through the stages. You know. Absolutely. Um, and and it's too much pressure to ask of someone love your body if you don't love your body. Something's wrong with you. No, it's okay for you to be feeling this way. And I I have to readdress this to people. It's okay to feel like you're unhappy. Yeah. Adi, it happens, and it is a state where that you're still figuring out who you are as a mom. You have like literally what I what shocked me is that you are you go through surgery, you come out of it, you have a baby, you have no time to think about yourself. Yeah. And and that in itself is too much pressure for a woman to just be okay. Khalas, you did it. You're not the first one who gives birth. That's what people say. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You're not the first person to give. Yaki, how are you going to encourage a girl to care for herself, for her child, and to be happy about it if you're making it seem as if she's not supposed to feel a certain way? Yeah. So it ta- it takes a lot. It's it's a process, and I feel like when I was in it, the best thing ever was just. Surrounding yourself with people going through the same things. I have a WhatsApp group. Yeah. Shout out to my WhatsApp group. They're like a full, like 135 moms. No way. Random moms, <laughs> and it's people I know and don't know. We're gonna get requests I for swear. people on on air to jump on this WhatsApp group of moms going through the same thing. This is I gonna be great. Swear, like I ask questions like where can I find this, and I get answers. Literally, it's the group that doesn't sleep because any wow. time of the day a mom <laughs> is gonna be awake with her child, um, and it gave me it gave me a sense of. It gave me sanity to to remind myself that I'm not the only one going through this, yeah. and that we're all in this together. And that's why I started a website called Super Mom Guide. Okay. Um, and it's I'm launching a training guide. I'm launching also like a blog. How can how can uh, people tune in or follow your your progress? What are your handles? So there's Leap of Hope. So at Leap dot of dot Hope, mm-hmm. and there's at Super Mom dot Guide. Perfect. And um, Amal, you had a question, I think, on on Instagram Live now for us. What was the question? Okay, I have several questions. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the questions is how is sports viewed back in like 10 years ago versus now? And another question is, do you agree? I think that's a good question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you agree that early specialization in children is affecting children's enjoyment for movement? Honestly, um, I, lo- I love. I'll address the first question first. And regarding sports ten years ago to now, I believe sports now and entertainment is more of a business. There's so much endorsed behind it that it doesn't sometimes allow us to enjoy the freedom and the uh, the beauty of a game. I used to be able to watch sports before, and regardless of whichever sport I watched, I was able to say it was like poetry in motion. It was so fluent. And nowadays, I feel. With a lot of factors like technology and VAR, video assistant referees, and so many different factors now, it's almost... Um, Not ala- human. Yes, uh, that's per- that's the perfect way of saying it. It's The technology is almost... It's an amazing thing, but when there's too much of it, it takes away the human error, which what makes us human. Yeah. And I think that's something in sport that is, is lacking. Businesses now are... And we spoke about this off-air. Um, businesses now are more interested in likes and followers than the genuine people who are making a difference to educate our youth our football teams our basketball teams our cricket teams our rugby teams all of our sport teams and even the health sector the health factor which makes us and we spoke about this as well off camera i think the content we've had today has been phenomenal but we said prevention is better than cure because a lot of people are worried about the pre part before prevention and then when it gets too late they end up in hospital so that's 
my two cents on the take of that in terms of business. And I've, and I've been on both sides, so I've kind of been able to experience it. The other one you said was regarding um, how, what was the second question you, you threw at yeah. us? Uh, so the second question was, do you think that early specialization in children is affecting children's enjoyment for movement? Again, it's. I, I have a few friends who who have very young children, new newborns. Okay, um, shout out to uh, Paul who has a daughter called Maddie, um, uh, who's such a bright kid. Mashallah, she's she's so aware and alert of what's happening, and we can't just help but smile when we are around her. But she's so smart, and one of the things they do is they control the educational factor when it comes to how much. Uh, technology is being presented to her but also a lot of things that allows her to react and think in shapes and colors but okay I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll ask a question Go on, so in, in other countries uh, sometimes like kids from a very young age yeah. are put in specific sports based on how good they are in the sport okay so, or like even in, based on their body type right. like if someone is tall he'll be put basketball. in basketball yeah. whatever it is yeah um, and from that, they know exactly the path that they're going to take all throughout school mm-hmm. and in college. Mm-hmm. But here, we don't have that system. Right. Do you feel like it's a good thing or a bad thing? To be very honest, I, I'm a bit reluctant to say it's a bad thing because of creativity and because of freedom. But I also feel that there's a lot of pressure to go under... One thing. One thing, yeah. exactly. Um, when, when we were... When I used to teach, I used to teach physical education in, in the UK. A lot of the parents used to come up to me and say, uh, Coach, what's, what should I put our kids in? And I said, well, how old are they? They said, well, they're about seven. And I'm reluctant to say, yeah, weight, gym, of course, because that's not even something I'd even contemplate. But I'd yeah. say swimming or or the uh, or gymnastics. Why? Because it, it promoted uh, movement, but also body movement. The problem with me, like, yeah. the only issue I have with this is if that was the case, then girls would be put in sports specifically for girls. I don't, like... It, that's a very good question, but is there, actually, for everyone who's listening, is there such thing as a specific sport for women? If you do, text us on 4215 or on Instagram Live, you can message both myself and and ML and let us know, is there a sport specific for girls? And unfortunately, I mean, I've had too much fun today, but we are reaching full time on the halftime show. And by the way, for those who have tuned in on Instagram Live, on uh, on the radio Pulse 95, there's going to be a sequel to this, Amal. I'm going to bring you back in here. Okay. I think there's just too I'm, much for I'm, us to, to, to talk about. I'll be excited to be back. And you've been a, a, an unbelievable guest and I really appreciate you coming down. Uh, thank you very much, Amal. Thank you for having me. Guys, stay tuned uh, for more on Pulse95. And if you haven't uh, heard the podcast, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Text us on 4215. Let us know what you thought of the show. And like, share on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.